Welcome to Sports, 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 a show around sports, sports culture and culture. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, with me tonight, my co-host, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark. My name is Snoop. Hi. Wait. The question mark. I mean, what am I? You're the period. The period. My name is Snoop. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm just. I, <laughs> you don't know I'm what's used going to on. I'm you, used he to had it. a week off. I had a week off, and now, and now here he I am. Know what's going I can't on. even get the intro to the show. Here I am. Yeah. And back again with us with his pitch perfect World Cup analysis. Ooh. The co-host <laughs> of the Radio Cure, Nate. And then, hey guys, <laughs> welcome back, Nate. Hello, Nate. Thanks. Thanks, boys. Uh, uh, gentlemen, episode 43. 43. I have no idea whose number is 43. Nate, uh, you got any ideas? Uh, any soccer players that are 43? I just thought of one. Oh. Not a soccer player. Oh. Uh, Troy Polamalu. Oh. Yeah. There you go. There Nate, you go. Nate's yeah. favorite division, the AFC North. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nate, I, I gotta say, I listened to last week's episode as I am not usually as I usually don't do. <laughs> I usually avoid my own podcast. Uh, it was excellent. I learned a lot about the World Cup. Thank I you. Learned a lot about uh, geography. I learned. Uh, well, actually, I came up with a new band name. That was my biggest takeaway. Oh yeah. Tijuana. Oh, we smile. love new band names at the Radio Care. Yeah. Tijuana I'm, smile. Tijuana smile. Okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So uh, I learned a lot. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, should we get right into it? Let's get right into Reed. it. Reed, how about some sports? Yeah, let's go for it. How about it? Headline number one, Zach Randolph's brother was murdered outside a bar in Marion, Indiana. Now, Zach Randolph hails from Marion, Indiana, right? Was he Mr. Basketball, Snoop? Do I believe you remember? he was Mr. Basketball in 2000. Okay. The Marion Giants. Yeah. yeah. And it's still an unopened murder case, unsolved mystery. As of now, they found him outside um, of a bar in Marion over the weekend, his brother Roger. Um, he was just dead and bleeding in between two cars. Very sad to hear. Um, not, they don't know what happened. Uh, it was outside of Hop's Blues Room in Marion. So steer clear um, if you can even get in there. Actually, you know what? Next day, twist in the case. I don't know if you guys read this. Burned. Yep. Hmm. Suspiciously. Yeah. We got a major murder mystery going on to the uh, county north of us here, Nate, in Grant County. He was burned? No, the bar burned. Yeah. They, sus- oh, they suspect. the bar burned. Yeah. yeah. They said it on somebody, and the fire marshal said it was arson. They already determined that it was arson. So we got a big cover-up scandal mm-hmm. going here in uh, uh, Madison Grant uh, counties here in in Indiana. In Indiana, yeah. And Roger himself, now, he was he was quite the prospect, uh, but ran into a little bit of legal trouble when he was younger, and, and didn't didn't go off to college and play. His brother did. Zach did. Just finished his 18th season in the NBA. Wow. So, yeah. 18. Yeah. Wow. So, so kind of sad here, but you know. As we always like to do with hyper-local news, we'll stay abreast of this situation, no question. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. So, do you have kids? Uh, I don't know if he had any children or not. Do you know, Snoop? I uh, didn't say. Yeah. Yeah. More than likely, this day and age, if mm-hmm. you're if you're of that age. Well, yeah. But, and, you know. Being in the NBA and all. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. The question may be, how many children did he yeah, have? Yeah, I think, I think it's more <laughs> yeah. like, I, you're more guaranteed to have children if you're like a cornerback for the New York Jets. 
That's true. And your last really? name is Cromarty. Cromart, yeah. I got a two-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. and then I got another daughter that's two, <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> All right, headline number two, NBA draft is this evening, Thursday night, and the top five picks are going to the Phoenix Suns, number one, Sacramento (laughs) Kings at two, Atlanta Hawks at three, Memphis Grizzlies at four, and the Dallas Mavericks at five. Snoop, you got any insights as to who might go in the top five of the NBA draft? I have been reading a little bit about this. Uh, number one, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the word on the street is, uh, I've checked my sources. Oh. My sources being... People are telling me. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> I'm hearing. I'm hearing. <laughs> People have said, uh, DeAndre Ayton, the freshman out of Arizona who uh, may have been involved in, in the pay-to-play Oh, that was oh going on. right, yeah. right. Yeah. So uh, he's a seven foot one center out of Arizona. So he's staying close to home, um, he may be going first. That's what everybody has been saying. That's what all the mock drafts are saying. Makes sense. Uh, that way he doesn't, you know, have to pay. They don't have to pay as much uh, to move him in. Right. Yeah. Just that. Just that quick jump up from Tucson. Yeah. Yeah. L- yeah. Local applicants only. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Number two is kind of where it gets interesting. Uh, Marvin Bagley out of Duke, the forward, is uh, the third. Sorry, Marvin Bagley is a third. Uh, is Junior. <laughs> is, is he the uh, third no, pick or is he the third Bagley? He, he's the third Bagley, he's Marvin. The, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's the third Sorry. Bagley, but the first to be picked second. Do you follow? <laughs> Algebraic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. It's I'm like there. a word problem. I forgot problem. to bring my graphing calculator <laughs> yeah. for uh, Snoop's yeah. uh, segments. Yeah. Sine, cosine, yeah. It was parabolic. <laughs> yeah, launch <Fresh> angle. <laughs> <laughs> so they're looking at him going second. Uh, he was also uh, one and done. Um, but this is from also uh, from my sources, again, the Googles. Uh, this is where it could get interesting because no one really knows what Sacramento's going to do. Um, basically, everybody, like, that could be picked two through five has just kind of refused to engage with Sacramento, send like any of their medical records or any, uh, or have just refused to work out for them. Really? Yeah. Kind What's of the deal with that? Uh, I think they're just a mess. Remember white chocolate? Yeah. From Sacramento? Williams? Williams. J- uh, Jason, Jason Williams. Jason Williams. Yeah. Guy was unbelievable. Yeah. He's still he's still around doing his thing at 45. Look it up, man. He's he's still out oh, there I balling. Bet, I mean, he would be the king on the playground. Oh, my gosh. I would. Yeah. He, and that he came up right, you know, when the one, and one tapes were, were the business. And, yeah, he was fun to watch. Yeah, he was. He was one of my favorites back in the year. Remem- you Flash remember him, pan. Nate? White chocolate, Jason no, Williams. I, he was like the modern no, day I, Pistol I, Pete. Mm-hmm. Okay. He could pass. With was no, unreal. Yeah, yeah, Pistol Pete with no shot. Yeah, he yeah, he was not a scorer. <laughs> <laughs> so true. like you really just Pete. Yeah. Or pistol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh number three, they're saying that kid out of uh, the Euro League from Real Madrid. Um that's the basketball team, Nate. Um <laughs> Luka Doncic. Stop it. Yeah. He's supposed to, he just won Oh, there the is a basketball team, Real Madrid. What's that? Interesting. I didn't know you're being serious. There's a basketball team named Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're an athletic club. Oh. Yeah. So, oh, uh, that makes sense. He was okay. the EuroLeague MVP. He's a 6'8 guard. Wow. Big fella. Big fella. But he has apparently has amazing court vision. LeBron uh, Jr. Yeah. 
yeah, great. Uh, you know, he's a gym rat. Mm-hmm. Well spoken. High uh, high bas- motor. High motor. High basketball IQ. Yep. <laughs> and then Memphis Grizzlies are are possibly looking at Michael Porter Jr. From what I've heard, also looking at Mo Bamba out of uh, Texas. I've heard a lot about Mo Bamba. Basically, strong name. Yeah, everybody uh, that this could be a top ten made up completely of freshmen and uh, one guy from Europe. I mean, the top what the the top all the way down, almost all of the uh, lottery picks are um, one and duns. Wow. Yeah, Michael Bridges uh, from Villanova is a junior and. That's really it that could possibly, and then the the Doncic, but maybe Miles Bridges out of Michigan State, but he he decided to stay this year because he thought he could win a championship. Oops. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> My boy let me down. Izzo <laughs> let me down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, after Michael Porter Jr. is, they were talking about him as a five pick. He's also there's some question marks around him. He broke his back before the season. Uh, his freshman season, so he only played about 20 minutes the entire year. How did he do that from the window to the wall? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, so Club jokes. Yep. Uh, so I'm not sure uh, he what's going to come of him because they, people have been saying that, again, people have been saying, my Googles, um, that he has not sent his medical records to anybody, any team, and he's just a high risk guy, you know. He could be, he could be the next Jason Kidd, or he could be, you know, um, or the next uh, Darko. Wow. So no one really knows. Or uh, who was the poison nut, Nate? Uh, Odin. Oh yeah, Greg Odin. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a really good comparison. Yeah. I mean, he it has had, an he injury. Had, he had his micro fractures. Right. Just his tiny fractures. That's what put him down. Real tiny. Just Yeah, you have to get out special equipment to see those <laughs> fractures. But somehow, that giant man gets taken down by a tiny crack in his foot. Yep. Hey, it happens to I us bet all. That, I bet he looked like he was 35 the day he was born. <laughs> he looked like an old man. He was so huge. He came out at four foot four. Yeah. I guess he is still yeah. huge. He's <laughs> not dead. He didn't drink. But, I saw yeah. him at a Verizon store once. Really? Yeah. And like it was at the kiosk in the mall, like the, those middle. He uh-huh. was over he like he was looking at phones Weird. over the center of the kiosk. <laughs> he was like not looking in the case. He was like looking over the uh, the light fixture down. <laughs> I was like, hmm. I always pegged him as a T-Mobile guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't you? Well, maybe he was just comparing plans. I mean, I'm <laughs> not saying I didn't see any contract signed. <laughs> Neither did he. Yeah, well, I saw one, <laughs> and it was guaranteed. <laughs> it was a four-year deal, not yeah. a two-year deal. Right. Yeah. And uh, that one didn't have rollover minutes. No, it sure didn't. <laughs> Hardly got any minutes. Uh, but, yeah, everybody else is, you know, you get your normal Dukes, Wendell Carter Jr., your normal... Uh, your normal what about Kentucky. Kentucky, Kentucky is in there. in there. Yeah, Kentucky's in there. Uh, Kevin Knox, who... Oh, uh, yeah. The forward from... Um, from Kentucky, and he was supposed to be a big deal and kind of had a middling season. Did not elevate Kentucky um, to contention like people thought he would. They thought, I.E. was one of those people that thought they have a really good freshman class, they should be really good, maybe even make a run later on in the season. Yeah, it didn't come to fruition, and I put that all at the feet of Kevin Knox. Well, there you go. Yeah, you heard it here first. There you go. But your boy from Alabama, Colin Sexton. Yeah? Yeah. 
Him and his hair. He's fun to watch. Yeah, he's got a he's got like a mushroom cloud fade. Yeah, he's got cool hair. I like it. Yeah, but he needs a team. He needs a team that wants to go 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 because he only has one speed and it is fast, and he's short and he wants to run. Mm, Boom baby, let's do this. (laughs) Yeah, they unless they (laughs) trade up, they are not looking to to get him. Nate, who is your NBA team? Do you have an NBA team? Well, uh, like I talked about last time, I'm a LeBron fan, so. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Cleveland. And we still for, invited you back. LeBron. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, I used to be a Pacers fan. Yeah. I, I used to enjoy me, the Ferengi. I can't remember his name now. Reggie Miller. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie Miller. Right. Yeah. He's Especially when he got it in with Sp- he got into it with Spike Lee. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, growing up where you did, you really kinda were in between Cleveland and in Indianapolis, so you kinda had your pick. Yeah. Yeah. I was a Cincinnati Bengals fan, so I found it hard to root for Cleveland yeah. teams. Yeah. So you know the most imp- interesting thing I think that's come out of this draft, um, well, first let me say all of what you guys just said was uh, just fascinating. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is Puma is back after 25 years? Like they've been reintroduced oh, no. into the wild. <laughs> oh, yes. the brand, the brand Puma. Puma, oh, Puma basketball yeah. is back. So they signed DeAndre Ayton, who will put, again probably be the number one pick to a shoe deal. Without a shoe, they did not have a shoe out at the time. This was just a couple days ago. Should have been. But well, they had the tracksuit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they got the tracksuit. <laughs> so I was reading about this. Um, DeAndre Ayton signed with them because he has f- spent some time in Jamaica. I think up until he was twelve, um, he he was a, he's a huge fan of Bolt and Bolt. Usain Bolt is a uh, Puma athlete. Oh, yeah. So so everything's Irie. Yeah, every, everything Irie <laughs> uh, for DeAndre Ayton. It's about to be come nine o'clock that tomorrow. That was probably a microaggression. I'm. Um, I'm triggered. <laughs> uh, so he signed with them. Uh, this is the first person to sign with them. I think they said this since, like, Vince Carter. Oh, wow. That could be completely wrong. Um, but I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, they, that they've is. Signed, I they, like Puma. I think they've they've signed two or three guys. Aiden was the big one, but I think they've signed another uh, another couple guys out of this class and then just yesterday jay-z was announced as the president of puma basketball what yeah he drops an album nate you can probably speak to that but then afterwards uh he (laughs) becomes uh the president of puma basketball obviously you didn't listen closely enough last week he doesn't listen to rap jerry handles the rap yeah (laughs) jerry handles the rap yeah yeah Yeah. wasn't there an album he's a businessman you're the yeah, DJ, he is, he's the rapper? He is He is the biz, a businessman, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. no question. Mm-hmm. All right, is that, that, that's everything you got on NBA, Snoop? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what Google told me. All right. I well, binged it. Thank you, Bing. Thank you, mm-hmm. uh, AltaVista and all the other web, web crawlers. All right, number three, leading right into Nate's segment. Nate's going to give us a full update on World Cup Week 1 group round. Now, we're not done with the group round yet, right, Nate? We still have a game to no, go? No, most teams have only played one game, and then okay. two groups have played two games. That okay. happened today. Okay, so we're about a third half to halfway through. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. All right, well, hit us but with it. We know quite a bit from just the first round. We here, did. Uh, of games. And, and uh, did you guys watch any of the games? 
I did. I watched. Uh, well, I turned it off. I turned it off last night. I was watching Egypt Russia. I don't know if I watched any of these games mm-hmm. live, but I didn't know what happened. So uh, I watched <laughs> Russia score. Well, Russia scored two goals in about seven minutes, and Egypt had an own goal within mm. that same window. And I was like, oh, this is disgusting, <laughs> because the crowd was just going crazy. And I, I, the irony of all ironies, I saw a um, Russian fan with a Russian-colored Plains Indian headdress on in the crowd. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> He's like, after this, I'm heading to Coachella. Right, yeah, Burning Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I thought that was funny. I watched Tunisia, England. Is that who's? Mm, that was a good game. Yeah, I watched that one, mm-hmm. and then I watched some of Serbia, Costa Rica. I think. I think mm. that's who played. No, yeah, that, is that right? That, oh, oh, Senegal. That's that's good. Good. Senegal played Portugal, or not Portugal, Poland, right? I don't know. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, those are the three matches or parts of the matches that I caught over the week. Snoop, did you watch anything? Man, I was so busy. I yeah. had wall-to-wall conferencing to do. Oh. Uh, I didn't get much of uh, I looked at the scores. This is the result of your computer school. <laughs> this is it. Wall-to-wall conferences. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I did not get to see any. Um, well, that's why I've got we big got, plans. I've got big plans hey, to catch up. I'm right. That, well, that's why we got Nate here to fill you in on everything you miss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Take it away, Nate. Yeah. So we'll just go through uh, each of the groups, and uh, if there's anything interesting, uh, maybe we'll stop in. Uh, the first group, Group A, uh, Russia scored eight goals in two games to be the first team to advance to the round of 16. Uruguay is also through uh, with a couple of 1-0 wins, and the winner will be determined in uh, the third game. So both of those, Group A has already played two games. Egypt is out. Uh, Mo Salah didn't start the first game, Mm -hmm. came in to kind of uh, less than expectations in the second game. So Egypt were kind of disappointing, and uh, their tournament is already done. Now, uh, that was your team too, man. Yeah, if I remember correctly, that's who you picked. And then word on the street is Mo Salah is uh, possibly going to sit out uh, the third match. Is that correct? What are your sources I don't know why he you? would play. I, I think, yeah, I think that he um, is still suffering from that uh, shoulder injury uh, from the Champions League final. So I, I doubt he'll play either. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Nate, with um, soccer, you play that with your feet. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Almost exclusively. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, and the shoulder plays. Um, we got to run. What role in that? <laughs> I mean, if well, he now you can play the ball with your shoulder. Okay, okay, okay. That's a legal legal part to play with. Okay. And uh, Mo Salah is one of the best shoulder players in the game. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I didn't know that about yeah. him. Well, you learned an, something. Yeah, the shoulder's yeah. an underutilized uh, role player in the game that's of right. soccer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> got to use the shoulder. So, uh, you uh, I mean, the big, the big surprise here is Russia scoring eight goals. Actually, Spain only scored eight goals in 2010 when they won the whole thing. Wow. So what's the conspiracy with Russia and their eight <laughs> yes. goals? Well, uh, they certainly have greatly enhanced their performance, oh. uh, if you know <laughs> what I mean, over the last uh, mm-hmm. yeah. couple of uh, I watched games. That they were 0-7 coming in. 0-7? Oh. Wow. I know, right? Yeah, they're 0-7 coming in. And uh, they've had a lot of late goals. 
They they seem to be have way more energy at the end of the games than than their uh, opponents. But they have not played anybody of of merit yet. So mm-hmm. we'll keep our powder dry on them. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, what? I see what's going on here. Cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, just trucker pills and cocaine. Yeah, just no dos and <laughs> many things. Yes, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Five hour energy. Yeah, right. That kind of shit. So would you say? Uh, so and you said you believe their performance has been enhanced this World Cup. Yeah. Per, yeah. Per greatly. Period. I mean, it, d- mm-hmm. per their per their uh, normal. But uh, you also level that, of play. You, yeah. You said last week that they kind of got a, a rather favorable draw um, because their balls were warm. Yes. <laughs> yep, they had uh, they had they had warm balls in there for certain. For There's no bag. other reason why FIFA still uses an archaic system other than to um, be able to manipulate it. And so they ended up getting to play. Um, Egypt was was much lower ranked um, when the draw happened, so they ended up getting to play the the basically the two worst teams in the entire uh, tournament first. So they mm-hmm. they almost got like a preseason. Mm-hmm. It's like the play-in games on the NCAA yeah, men's tournament. Exactly. Right, yeah, right, right. And Putin is also a big so, fan of it, horses. Is that correct? <laughs> like, yeah. Like Nate yeah. is a Putin so. expert all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering I mean, if there's any overlap between. Uh, oh, you're talking about like uh, juice and horses? Oh, I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> <laughs> Horse steroids. Yeah. Again, I again, Nate. I didn't say that. You said that. Did Did uh, Putin have some kind of stake in the Triple Crown winner? That should have been a headline. Who was that horse that run the won the Triple Crown? Justified. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cheating. Justified. justified. I believe. Te- cheating. Is, you can justify it when you win them all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Just ask Bama. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so is that Group A? Do we have anything else in Group A? Yeah. Now, moving on to Group B. Group B, uh, Spain and Portugal probably play the game of the tournament thus far to a 3-3 draw. Uh, a late-minute equalizer from the Portuguese LeBron uh, completing his tra- hat trick there. That's mm-hmm. Ronaldo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they've also played their second game, and both Spain and Portugal uh, look to be all but through with 1-0 wins today. So they're both sitting on four points, and Iran beat Morocco on a late own goal in the first game. So they're on three points. But I doubt Iran's going to beat Spain, so I would say that those two are virtually through. Okay. So at this point, who's out is Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and Morocco. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Iran still have a chance because they have three points. But yeah, officially those three teams are already out. Um, Ronaldo scored another one today, so that puts him at four. So he's in the lead for the Golden Boot. Uh, that's the Ooh. top score of Ooh. the tournament. So fancy. Yeah. Now, when you win that, do you have to? Yeah, wear I was it, like in the championship, or is it just like a trophy? Like, do, do they actually have... Like it's the yellow jersey in cycling? Yes. Hmm. You don't have to be in the final to win the golden boot. You just have to score the most goals in the tournament. Oh, okay. Is that what you asked? Yes. Well, like, does it... Is there actually... Like, do you have the, uh, the yellow jersey in um, the tour? Mm-hmm. Is the golden yeah. boot actually something oh. that they're wearing throughout the tournament and it passes from player to player... Or that's a sponsorship. Oh, that's a great ni- idea. That's a sponsorship nightmare. 
Oh, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> probably would be. You got to have golden mm-hmm. boots from everybody. Yeah, from Adidas and mm-hmm. Nike. Yeah. yeah. And Puma. Oh, but FIFA could sell the rights. They love selling rights to stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they, man, they love money. Sponsored by De Beers. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good idea. No, it's just a trophy at the end. That's boring. So I'm sure you probably that knew that. That seems like a really missed opportunity. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I've never even thought of that, that you could have the... The, the current golden boot leader wear a golden boot. Would it be one boot just on a shooting foot? Oh, or like or an LL Cool J type of thing, like the one pant leg? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. Yeah, on their, yeah. on their, uh, their what do you call it, the shooting foot? Is that the technical yeah. term? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, Ronaldo hits it with both of his feet, but yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people have a shooting foot. Oh, sure, he uses both his feet, but how many shoulders does he use? <laughs> <laughs> well, probably both. Probably. Uh, both. Clearly, you need both. Yeah. Bol- both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anything else from Group B? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. Spain looked really good. I think they're going to um, be very good going into when they start playing the... Um, uh, better teams. They're they're always a little better against the better teams. Uh, Portugal seeded possession in both games, which means that they just had less possession than even Morocco mm. uh, in the second game. So it's obvious that they're, like I said in the first one, they're just sitting back and uh, trying to play on the break, trying to win free kicks, trying to, I mean, um, three of Ronaldo's, uh, or two of Ronaldo's three goals in the first one were uh, he won himself a penalty Uh uh, in like the first four minutes. Uh, And then uh, he scored a free kick uh, just outside the edge of the box. Gorgeous free kick outside the edge of the box um, in like the 90th minute. That was his his third one, right? Two set pieces. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was the third one. Yeah. Well, to tie it up. Okay, so this is... Uh, I play an idiot on this podcast, and I really am one in real life. But <laughs> I think I know something. You said it. <laughs> yeah. I think I know something about the men's team. that it, I didn't watch the games, uh, but... They're all men's the, teams. The U.S. men's team, oh, sorry. USM. They're not in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not. No, they're at home. Um, that they... Is, is Portugal playing a very similar game where they're just trying to sit back and then play a long ball to Ronaldo? Or is it just like slowly p- play it up to him? Like, are they just trying to go over the top to him and he's just cherry-picking it? Um, how, what's the, what exactly it's, is the, the strategy there? They, they try to play on the counter so that they will um, defend very tightly. You want to be tight and compact when you're defending, uh, trying to close off all of the uh, channels to play the ball through uh, for the other team. And what they're trying to do is either win the ball... Um, or pick off a pass and then break from there. And so often they'll win it in the midfield and either they'll slide it up to Ronaldo or they'll um, bring it out uh, of the back there um, with uh, one or two players kind of on the break together. Okay, but isn't that how Bob Bradley used to play with the U.S. team and got a lot of flack for it? Was this play the counter, play the counter? Um, Obviously had a worst players but if i remember if if my memory is serving me it was it was a very similar um tactic Mm -hmm. is that uh it it was it it was a very similar tactic uh using donovan kind of as as the linchpin 
okay. there to okay. set the set the break. And I, I think that's a great way to play. I think there's a lot of teams that play best that way. I think the U.S. team needs to play that way more often. The problem is is that um, we get infatuated with countries like Germany and Spain mm-hmm. um, and oh, yeah. bring in people like Jurgen Klinsmann uh, to try to make some sort of pretty beautiful thing happen here. Um, but it's not going to because it's not like natural to our culture. Yeah. We're fast. We're athletic. We should be playing on the counter. Yeah, and I always uh, remember that that type of strategy was for teams that probably couldn't uh, keep up. Um, maybe they didn't have that mm-hmm. same level of uh, uh, player. Um, but obviously, Ronaldo mm-hmm. with Ronaldo, that isn't the case. You just think he's that much better. That it's like. Listen, guys, it's it's eleven on one, kind of is the <laughs> way they're playing. Yeah, okay. I mean, I I, I think that they just uh, um, they know who they are. I guess is is one of those cliche things mm-hmm. that you say in mm-hmm. sports. Mm-hmm. Okay. Know know who butters your bread. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's yeah. a Hoosier. So saying. they all they all <laughs> fall into line. Gotcha. Well, thanks. That was enlightening. Uh, I'm, I'm done. Well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> He's um, not done by a long shot. All right, Nate. He's not n- nowhere close to being done. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I'll hang up and take my I answer off this. the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, where are we at, Group C? Uh, so. Group C, not very interesting games, but one thing that I lacked uh, or I forgot to mention in the first one that this is the first time that uh, VAR is going to be used uh, in the World Cup, the video assistant referee. So Mm -hmm. basically um, uh, video replays. Mm -hmm. And um, the France-Australia game ended 2-1, and it was the first VAR penalty. It was not called a penalty on the field, and then uh, the the referee uh, got a buzz in his head and went over and looked at the screen and awarded the penalty afterwards. Oh, retroactive. And Australia... Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't lost. know what I think about that. And Australia lost that game? Right? Australia lost that game, okay. and and then the whole country lost their minds. They did like <laughs> some serious like Zapruder filming of it, like, <laughs> yes. slowing it way down and being like, "He got the ball! He got the ball!" Yeah, so, back into um, the front. But back everyone else seems to think it was a pretty good use of VAR. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll have to go back well, and look this so. up. Well, Interesting. Pretty much everybody thought this was going to go poorly. It hasn't yet. There's only been two or three instances uh, where they've used it. They're using it very sparingly for only very obvious um, misses. So they're doing okay so far. Uh, In the game, France really lacked any ideas anyway, and they just rely too much on Pogba to um, try to uh, unlock the key for them or unlock the door. Mm Mm-hmm. For them, it's all he, about he, unlocking just, the day. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, with these teams, don't keep it locked up. And all kind of packed together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got that. Sh- they got it on lockdown. Yeah. yeah. They got it on lockdown. So, but he ended up scoring the winner. So hopefully they'll take a little pressure off him. But he, he's a man, uh, Manchester United. Yes. Oh. Um, midfielder. Now France is the team that you had mentioned ha- is a is a pitch full of stars, uh, but is playing yes. out of position. 
Is that yeah, um, several teams are having trouble getting all their stars um, kind of in uh, their best positions. And uh, France is one of those teams where they just have a lot of players that have different kind of roles, like their their forward Antoine Griezmann is kind of their their good goal scorer, but he's kind of a short little quick guy that plays really well with like a big center forward like in um he plays for Atletico Madrid and Diego Costa and him play together up top and Diego Costa's a bruiser. Uh another person with a really old face like Odom. Oh. He looks I'll have to look this guy old, up. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so they're just trying to figure out how to use him best. They play him up top. They try to play him in the hole, which is like the number 10 playmaker role. They tried to play him outside, um, and they just can't figure out their midfield either. Um, Pogba likes to play farther back but um, next to Conte, but doesn't like to do any defensive work of a defensive holding midfielder. So um, No, no. I am just here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just like to be back. So... Um, they're just having trouble kind of figuring out all the pieces. Same with um, Brazil. Brazil and, um, well, Belgium did a pretty good job this first time, but we'll yeah. see. But, yeah, Brazil is having the same same problem, getting everybody on the pitch and in the right place. Well, Nate, it's not like these guys are professionals. <laughs> they're amateurs. <laughs> they play for the love of the game. And the golden boot. These guys are very highly um, specified now. Like the the positions are getting more and more specialized. So it's harder and harder to play somebody out of position nowadays. Mm. Huh? You know, you know these athletes. I do. Yeah. Prima donnas, all of them. They are drama. So at this point, they're playing. Is Group C playing tomorrow, um, Thursday? So today. Is there, yes, C and D will probably play tomorrow. Oh, okay. so my guys from Iceland are going to be rolling tomorrow. Yes, I think so. They had a great game against Argentina. We'll get to that. I mean, pretty much that's all to be said about Group C. Denmark beat Peru. Um, so it probably looks like those two are going through. France um, and Denmark. Let's see who plays who. Yeah, because then Denmark plays Australia and France plays Peru. And so if they win those games, it'll be 6-6-0-0. Six, six, zero, zero. So uh, that, that'll probably be settled tomorrow, too. Okay. Let's see if everything goes to plan. Mm-hmm. So let's. Um, that makes me think of something. Let's go back to A and B real quick. So let's say okay. Russia wins. Uh, well, actually, let's say Russia loses against Uruguay. Do I have those teams right? So Uruguay mm-hmm. w- wins the... Yes. Okay, so the incentive to... Actually, it'd be better. Let me try this. Let me try this again. I don't have paper. Let me whiteboard this. <laughs> Russia wins. Okay. So now they are okay. they are 1A. So they will yep. play uh, 2B. Is there an incentive yep. to lose uh, that game and get second in the group and play what could possibly be um, a less... Uh, like play Portugal over Spain. Yeah, yeah, or no, no, no. Spain it's over like Portugal. Like to say, well, if we lose this game and we get second in the group, we're actually going to play Russia, which would be more advantageous than playing Uruguay. They may be a better team. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Oh. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so kind of um, like fiddle with the with the next round because that is Russia's mo. Mm-hmm. That that will happen that will happen with teams uh, as you get into these these third games because um there's a theory that 
since Mexico beat Germany, that Germany might finish second in that group, which would right. put them in the bottom. Mm-hmm. And and if all goes according to plan and Brazil win their group and France win their group and Belgium win their group, you'll have Germany, Belgium, Brazil, and France all in the lower bracket. Mm-hmm. And so if Russia wins that group A, they will be in the lower side of the bracket. Okay. If they lose, they'll be in the top side of the bracket. So right now, you probably want to be in the top side of the bracket. Okay. So they may fiddle with game, the third game to see, hey, if we lose this, it could be better long term. Yeah, it all depends on what happens probably to Germany in Group F. If it looks like Germany might win that group, then it, it's kind of six of one, half a dozen the other, because Germany's those in the top the, half and Brazil's but Nate, in the those are the half. same. Six of one and half a dozen of the other are the same. So that doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, that's what I, I... I use that longer phrase to, to, to say that one word, same. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Mm. It's not a Hoosier saying. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, not a Good to know. Sorry, sorry for the... i uh, just trying to think about uh, what's going to happen here in the next round. Um, so where are we? Group C still? There's a lot of scenarios. There's a lot of scenarios. Uh, yeah, we pretty much finished with Group C. Group D um, had a little bit of a, a semi-upset with Argentina and Iceland. Yes. Um, tying there. So uh, that's going to... Messi was off to a pretty slow start, and Iceland's deep defending works again. I, I thought that they'd be maybe figured out by now, but um, they were able to stifle one of the best players in the game. And really, um, Argentina play Croatia, which won their game kind of pretty convincingly over Nigeria. Nigeria's pretty young, and they kind of went for it mm-hmm. and got burnt. Um, and so, really, Argentina's tournament right now comes down to Croatia, because if they go two down um, and they only have one point in the, going into the last game, that's going to be tough. Yeah. And Iceland beats Nigeria. They'll have four. Croatia will have six. Argentina's in trouble. Yeah. Oh, my. Because then it comes down to, like, a goal differential if Argentina wins against Nigeria. Yes. Yeah, because the Iceland-Argentina mm-hmm. will be tied at that point. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, and then they got to hope Croatia beats Iceland, so Iceland stay on four, mm-hmm. and then the goal differential will, will decide. Gotcha. So there's a little bit of intrigue in Group D. Intriguing group. Yeah. 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 I like Iceland and Argentina. I like Messi. And as I explained last week, Iceland's intriguing because they got 300,000 people to build a team from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. That was cool. I like Croatia's jerseys. I've always had that big check. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it wasn't Croatia where the uh, where the necktie was invented. The cravata. Yeah. We'll have to look that up. And I believe there's some... Uh, that wasn't in my research. <laughs> was you there didn't any? cover that? <laughs> you guys talked about Argentina's blue. I believe there was a there is some um, a, bit, a bit of a, a hoopla around the blue, whether or not it's supposed to be that light of a blue or if it's supposed to be a darker blue. What are you reading? Uniwatch again? This was a couple years ago I read this. Okay. Yeah. I think that there's, there's oh. like... I thought it was a sky blue. They kind of got a North Carolina thing going on. Yeah, they got a little bit of Tar Heel blue. But I think that their mm-hmm. national flag, there's some there's some discrepancy uh, from two different sides of the country as to what color that blue should be. I don't know. I'll look it up. I'll get back to you. 
But yeah, I did. I do. Channeling Rowdy now. Please do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, please get back to us as good soon stuff. as possible. Good stuff. Okay. So Group E. Uh, yes, Group E. Uh, Costa Rica, I my team. This game. Um, I watched this game. I like how they play. I thought Kaylor Navas was going to come up big. Actually, Kolarov came up big with a free kick, uh, and that's pretty much the only difference in this kind of scrappy, real cautious game. It was a bit of a chess match, a bit of a kind of a yeah. more of like a checkers match maybe. Um, but uh, it's just kind of a back and forth. It was mostly played in the middle of the game, er, in the middle of the field, um, kind of thing to use a football reference. On the fifth so. Yeah. So I mean, Serbia. Th- those are three big points because Cro- if Costa Rica or Serbia hope to go through, they really needed to win that game. Um, it's going to be pretty tricky for Costa Rica now uh, to make it out of this pretty tough group. Uh, I just don't see that happening anymore. Uh, Brazil uh, started out great uh, and uh, had quite a bit of the play for the first 20 minutes, and then it just kind of uh, petered out. And it it really felt like um, Neymar was trying to do too much, just kind of being a little selfish with the ball, uh, trying to trying to do too much. And um, they were able to to nick a goal. Um, Switzerland were, which is kind of their MO too, just kind of sit back and try to nick a goal. And uh, there's a bit of a Ewing theory going on with Neymar now. He might be hurt. Uh, and people are thinking that might be for a good, that they play better more as a team, more as a collective without Neymar. Oh, really? Yeah, didn't you, you kind of mention that he mm-hmm. may not even be the best player on the team, right? Uh, for yeah, for me, I, he um, is a flashy player, uh, but I, I love Willian. He plays for Chelsea, so I get to see him mm-hmm. uh, quite often. Coutinho plays for Brazil; he's great. Gabriel Jesus um, plays for Man City. They just won the Premier League. Uh, I mean, that team is is stacked, and to have a player uh, that is kind of dominating, dribbling into corners, dribbling into dead ends, uh, trying to make too much happen on his own. Um, I think it's detrimental to the to the quality of the whole side. Hmm. Interesting. That's Brazil you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So they they went through most of their qualifying without Neymar because he broke his foot. Mm-hmm. Question mark. Um, <laughs> halfway yeah. through the season. Yeah. Jet ski accident. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's very fragile. He, have you? Ever, he's kind of like bird. Oh, bird like. E- well, easy. No, I think he meant actual uh, like aviary birds. Oh, not, oh like not he's Larry got Joe. bird bones. Not, not Larry Joe. Okay. The hick from oh, French Lake. No, no, he's got he's got hollow bones. He's <laughs> <laughs> a raptor. Sensitive. I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Easy. These insecure Hoosiers over here. Yeah. No, I heard you, Nate. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. John J. Audubon over there. Uh, uh, okay, but you still think Brazil gets through? Because I got like like $9,000 on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brazil gets through. Okay, Brazil cool. play Costa, Costa Rica next. I think they'll do well against them. Um, I think that they kind of – there's less of a, of a danger of the counterattack, so I think that they'll, they'll be able to dominate possession a little easier. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think, I think they'll be fine. So uh, Costa Rica, that's I, th- I think they might even win the group still. Costa Rica is the cotton kick-half team here, right? Uh, they got... Yes. Yeah. So what happened there? 
What's wrong with these people? I watched that Costa Rica-Serbia game. Like Nate said, there was not a whole lot of action. Yeah. Just it was, like, I feel like if I had watched that game with someone that kind of is on the fence about whether they want to start watching soccer, <laughs> that was not <laughs> the game like, for them to watch. Yeah. I, I liked it. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, doing other things while the game's on, but, yeah. you know, I, I was rooting for Costa Rica. Yeah. But okay. They let me. You down. get a lot of. See, this is what I'm talking about with soccer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you right. heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, right yeah. on. No, I think that game went the way that both of them wanted it to go. It just Serbia ended up having that moment of magic, as they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the free kick. Not the dark arts, but magic. No. no. New world, not, not old world. Dark arts, <laughs> not dark magic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so Group F. So Group Group F. Group F was the probably the second um, best game of the tournament with uh, Germany and Mexico. Even though it was it ended just one uh, zero, it, I mean Germany pelted them and, and they defended valiantly. And it was crazy how well Mexico broke on Germany. They knew exactly what they were going to do. They knew that the fullbacks Yeshua Kimmich was going to push up, and the other fullback, I can't remember his name, um, were going to push up to get into the attack. And so every time they won the ball, they were just dumping it into those corners for Chicharito, Javier Hernandez, or uh, Irving Lozano to run onto. And then Carlos Vela was uh, breaking out of the middle, like I was saying, if you win the ball and you take it out. Uh, they, they had so many times when it was three on two, three on three, and you were just kind of looking, and there wasn't another German in the screen. You're like, where are the Germans? <laughs> they're working on their Eastern Front, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so uh, was, that's exactly um, what I saw, too, when I watched the game. Now, w- <laughs> my experience was a little different. Did you really watch this yeah, game? Yeah, I okay. did, and I'll tell you where I watched it. At La Piedad, which is a great little Mexican oh, restaurant. Oh man, here in I bet town. it was a pie. Oh, I did not. Nice. I, I did not. Well, it was interesting. I didn't know that was happening, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh wait, this is live. Oh, this is Germany, Mexico." And then there was a lot of. <laughs> well, first off, they were supposed to open at eleven. We were there at uh, eleven. And the doors were still locked, but everybody was gathered around the television. <laughs> hey, more power to yeah, them. Yeah, hey, yeah, this is this is their Christmas. Yeah, or was there that day especially because of that game. Um, but I was there when they scored. It was it was a, uh, I mean, people were cheering that had no interest in the game. Like otherwise, mm-hmm. just tables, like just good energy, just good energy. Uh, that place is almost always full. Uh, but there was also some groans from people. So it was like, yeah, you think these were probably people from other countries, not just Mexico, serving them food. And so they were kind of oh, like, yeah. uh, you know, not just everybody They're cheering. They're going to take a lot of heat when they go back into the kitchen and all the Mexican people are all over. Yeah. And they're from Guatemala or yeah, Costa Rica. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting to watch them. Like, everybody was interested. A little smack talk. Some people yeah. were, like, a little puffed up yeah. after that. <laughs> and then other people were like, all right, fine, here's your yeah. check, get out. So yeah, uh, I did. Well, watch. and I—I I mean, everybody roots against Germany, right? Uh, yeah, it's I think so. It's just kind of how it works. We call them allies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never count out Germany. <laughs> right. They're like the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So do they still got a shot, Germany? 
I guess the... Who, oh, yeah. They'll, they'll go through. Uh, the Sweden-South Korea game ended 1-0 to Sweden, but that was a terrible game. Oh, really? That was... Um, I don't think that either of those teams, Sweden or South Korea, will get another point. Uh, and I think Germany will be fine. And, and whether or not Mexico slips up over the next two games, uh, Germany may end up winning oh. uh, the group, honestly. Uh but, yeah, I mean, uh, Mexico squandered a lot of chances. So you might have been hearing those um, awes from the Mexican fans. That's incorrect. Uh, they had I was so many fast breaks nope, that they should have finished mm, off. No, I was watching it nope, very closely. And I'm he was checking passports. I definitely know what I saw <laughs> and heard. Now, yeah, that's true. That Snoop, may be. Snoop likes to go to Mexican restaurants and pretend he works for ICE. <laughs> that is yeah, I'm an honorary ICE agent. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I work for the FBI. <laughs> yeah, so Female body inspector. <laughs> I got this on spring break. <laughs> on the at the shore. Ooh. All right. It's Johnny Walker's giving me hot face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, anything else from Group F? Uh, no, not really. The just uh, the Mexico Germany game was a big eye opener. Germany looked very old in the back. Um, I hopefully they will make adjustments. They will, I'm sure they're uh, Germany. But the other thing they did was uh, mark out Tony Cruz. So basically, they man marked Tony Cruz, which is one of the best holding defenders, um, midfielders uh, in the in the world right now. He plays for Real Madrid. They just won the Champions League, and so he was basically ineffective. And they basically said, all right, Sammy Kadira, you, you beat us because uh, we're not letting Cruz get the, get the ball. And so th those two things, um, that might have given the rest of the teams kind of a blueprint. You know how it is, copycat league. Yeah, that's and what all. I'm always saying. Um, they might have given them a blueprint. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so a group G. Yeah, here we go, group uh, G. This is the one I've been waiting on. <laughs> Nice. Uh, <laughs> big Belgium Panama and fan. England. Big, big Panama fan. That's what they I call did me a in book high school on big the Panama. canal in sixth grade. Oh, man. All right, so what happened? Panama. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, you knew. I do, ho <laughs> I do host a music pod. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Belgium 3, Panama uh, zero scrappy little upstarts made it through a whole entire half uh, stifling uh, Belgium, but they kind of got into the locker room uh, and uh, figured it out and came back out. And Dries Martin hit a gorgeous uh, volley um, to open the scoring for Belgium. And after that, I felt like they kind of relaxed, settled down. Lukaku got two more, which they really need to get Lukaku going. He's the Say that Manchester one more time. United striker. Lukaku. Lukaku. Okay, got it. Write that down. Romelu Lukaku. Romelu Lukaku. That's a strong yeah. name. Now he scored the second one, right? Is that right? Or he he second and third. Yeah. Second and third. Yeah. Okay. I think this is the Sorry. one I had sent the video to you today, Reed. I didn't watch it. Okay. Well, it was great. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll go back and watch it. Okay. I'm sure. Well, I'll just stop sending you videos. So Tunisia and Panama have zero points. Belgium and, are, is Belgium and England, are those your locks? I can't remember from last week. Are those your locks to advance? Yes. Yeah, yeah those are definitely my locks to advance. England um, 
had the best first game they've had in like four World Cups. So they ended up to have a, a late winner by Harry Kane. He's there, uh, the Tottenham Hotspur oh, uh, striker yeah. in the Premier League. So he he was second, I think, in scoring. Um, I watched half Premier of League that game year. with the teams confused. <laughs> well, not half, but probably twenty minutes. Like, because England. No, I got you because England the was in Tunisian all red. Flag is red. Yeah, and I'd never seen that before. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Yeah, that that's their alternate kit. Yeah. Okay. Because I because you know the graphics don't tell you what color is which, and then I was trying to tune in on the names, and then I started mm-hmm. paying more close attention to like the names on the jerseys, and then I finally figured it out. I didn't figure like there were Jones. There was a Jones on Tunisia, but you never know. <laughs> you don't. It's it's tricky now because England's got um, quite a few black guys on their team. Yeah. So they they blend in a little more. They're not as pasty as they used to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, the 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 one uh, thing I picked out from this game is uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek. That's a great English name. He came in at the uh, end. Um, he's a Chelsea guy. He's kind of been in the, the Chelsea youth development program. I've been watching him for four or five years. He hasn't quite made it into the the um, first team. But uh, he played amazing. They have nobody to kind of be that midfield magician, that, that playmaker, that creative guy out of the midfield. And, and when he came in, um, they, they got a lot of really good chances off of his touches. So I'm excited. I don't think he's game fit, so I don't think he'll start. But uh, look for him to be a super sub okay. uh, moving forward. I'll keep an eye out for him. Ruben Loftus, Cheek. Cheek. That, RLC, as we call him that is in a, the Chelsea world. That does seem like an English name, Cheek. So is that your club, Chelsea? Is that what I'm gathering? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's All who right. I root for. Gotcha. Because we talked about the Chelsea smile. That's why well, I thought that was because of a mm-hmm. player. Oh, yeah. It was because of hooliganism, but yeah, yeah right. Chelsea yeah. smile. Back in the day. Uh, and then Group F. H. H. No, we talked F G H H. Oh, okay, last group. Do you uh, hear that? Two just upsets. Had to do Remember, I, I have to do the alphabet all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least a couple before or after. Right. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't catch it I, midstream. I to put you just got to start at the beginning uh, or the end. Like, right. don't throw me right in the middle. <laughs> don't ask me what comes after L. I got to start at A. Yeah. <laughs> I still have to put my hands up to see which one makes an L to know if it's my left or right <laughs> hand. So well, I have that, to. Yeah, I have to think about which hand I write with sometimes. That's totally normal. Yeah. That's not normal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's not a lot about me that probably is that normal. Yeah. So the so yeah, final group, two upsets. Yeah, I, yeah, there was. I, was about to I say. saw Colombia and Poland. Senegal's mm-hmm. coming on for me at least. Uh, most people thought Senegal was the best African team. Um, I just was buying the Polish hype, I guess, uh, with uh, Lewandowski up top, and they had a really, really easy uh, qualifying route too. They qualified uh, straight through uh, the very hard UEFA. Um, conference. And then Colombia, Colombia had a guy sent off in the third minute for handballing oh, in the box. Oh, really? Uh, handling in the box, yeah. And it was like brother. one of those, they, 
<laughs> it was like one of those. Uh, if I don't know if your kids uh, uh, Snoop have started to play soccer or whatever, but it's like when the ball's going by and they just kind of like instinctively stick their hand out mm-hmm. and block it, and then they put it down real quick to be like, "Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have done that." <laughs> we didn't start yet, did we? Yeah. It was essentially. What, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. That was essentially what it looked like. <laughs> Well, why did he get? Because so it was so intentional. Off. Like you don't immediately get sent yeah. off for a hand. It, it, he basically saved a goal. Oh yeah, you can't do so that. It, it's uh, so if it's deliberate and you, I mean, the famous one from uh, last World Cup was Luis Suarez, um, basically just mm-hmm. goalkeeper saved it off the line, mm-hmm. uh, and then the guy missed the penalty and and. Um, Uruguay ended up winning the game. So, like, he went home a hero, mm-hmm. even though he got a red card and got sent off. Hmm. Now, question, because you guys brought up Diego Maradona last time, too. He's mm-hmm. Argentinian, right? Yeah. Um, Is it Argentinian mm-hmm. or Argentine? Argen- wow. Argentinian? Ooh. Argentinian. Yeah. I have no know. idea. I was, I've always said Argentine. Yeah. Okay, so he's Argentine. So he had a pretty famous handball or mystery handball, correct? Like, didn't the, the only mm-hmm. one they won, he kind of possibly maybe... Hand, uh, yeah, the hand of God. The I hand of God, yeah. One. Right. I guess they may have. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it happened against England, and uh, Was that he did. 86? No, uh, no instant replay back no, then. No, 84. I don't think there was one in 86. There yeah. You should keep 80. eating donuts, though. I know that. 94, 90, <laughs> 80. Yeah, no, it was 86. <laughs> I can't start in the middle. <laughs> okay. The Tunisia in, uh, England game was fun to watch. I like at the end. Yeah, when I, they like, start I like. I like uh, England. Out. England are a fun team now. So the substitute boards in soccer rule. Mm-hmm. Those are cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it and how they can't. The big like, ones they hold up. Yeah, like and they're Jones and to get out there on the pitch, but like they can't until <laughs> yeah. the other guy and they're like touch just me. like bouncing. Like, me. come on, dude, come on. Touch me. Yeah, touch me. It's like a <laughs> tag team. <laughs> it is exactly like that. Well, isn't that that's also? Exactly is. But that was it. Senegal that scored basically from a guy. Oh yeah, I skipped back to Group G. Sorry. He he. They scored from a guy yeah. that was injured and had to Niang. come off, and then they kind of like. That was unfortunate. That was unfortunate for basically what happened was is that when you go off, uh, the ref has to wave you back on. You can't just come onto the field. Uh, whenever you want, right? And so if you get injured and you have to go off the, the pitch, then you kind of be like, okay, ref, I'm ready to come back on. And so he just kind of gives you the wave and you come back on. Mm-hmm. Basically, Poland had the ball up closer to their uh, attacking third, and he was coming in right about, um, you know, middle, um, half halfway there. And um, Poland got a little pressure, and, and so the ball was uh, up, Ref said, yeah, come on. Poland got a little pressure, so they tried to make a back pass. Um, and they just kind of, you know, lobbed it back because they didn't think anyone was back there. And they're just going to collect the ball and kind of recycle um, mm-hmm. the play. And then all of a sudden, Niang uh, gets gets brought on, and he just goes in. And they were, they were totally uh, unaware of his presence. So they were – it's just unfortunate. It's an unfortunate – Happening. I mean, the ref didn't know that Poland was going to hoof it back right at that moment. But what's unfortunate about that? Uh, walk, like, what, when you say that, what do you mean? I mean, 
usually the ref tries to bring a player on when the play is away from the action. It's a little slowed down or something like that. So mm-hmm. he can't make like an immediate impact on the game, right? Mm-hmm. And so the ref thought the ball was up farther along and he was going to have to like come on and run back and like get into defensive position. But what ended up happening was that right at the moment that the ref like called him on, Poland kicked the ball back and right. the ref wasn't anticipating that. And it, had he known that Poland was going to do that, he would have waited to bring him on. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Very good. Nice. That's, that's that all was, the groups. That's a great update. And yep, n- that's it. Now I know which which matches I'm going to watch next in each group. I got to tune in. The times yeah. are weird. There's a lot. There's some key matches, and then there's some kind of like this group is already decided. Kind of already over, matches, right? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, appreciate it, Nate. Um, mm-hmm. We only have really what do you guys got? One more little topic to talk about. I think you tonight. got a topic. I got yeah. a topic. Snoop. We're, we're giving him a waiver because... No, this was my topic. I wanted to talk about the World Cup, but we were like, oh, Nate's coming on. So oh, I was like, well, right, then fine, you both let, talked about I'll the World Nate Cup. So great. You guys yeah. shared it together. You did. You got your, yeah. you got your takes in. He got his hot like. takes in. I got mine. He's showing off with all his foreign yeah. names and whatnot. So. <laughs> <laughs> but Snoop and I were talking earlier uh, before we started recording, and with all of this... Uh, political upheaval that we've been having especially of late down in uh on the border and watching the news talking to people reading crazy things online uh i've kind of come to the realization that politics has basically turned into another sports league Mm -hmm. at least in the united states that you definitely you definitely have a team right and so uh, in contemporary America right now, there are two teams, the blue team and the red team. And uh, mm-hmm. you're either all for one and totally against the other, or um, there, there, there really is no uh, kind of dialogue between the two. And I thought maybe we'd just give it a little time here and discuss what we thought about uh, how politics have become, in my opinion, politics have become only about winning and not about what's maybe the best for the most people, the classic utilitarian ethic or however you want to talk about mm-hmm. it. But uh, that, you know, uh, Snoop and I were talking earlier, we both know people that when they vote or when they talk about politics, they're only interested in people that can win. Mm-hmm. That was the classic argument I heard a lot uh, in the 2016 election against Bernie Sanders. People didn't believe Bernie Sanders could win, so they're just going to vote for who they think could win. And I think that's kind of a curious approach, especially, particularly to politics, where you're more interested in who can win the competition over interested in trying to support someone that maybe represents your worldview mm-hmm. or your political bents mm-hmm. better than, mm-hmm. than someone else. It's very much a sports uh, mindset. Right. And, and it's, it's winning. It, and it's, it's becoming more and more. I mean, people hate the other party now. It's like. Colts fans and Patriots mm-hmm. fans or Steelers fans and Bengals fans or, you know, however you want to talk about it. But people mm-hmm. hate the other team and they're kind of blinded by anything that is uh, anything that's good or decent or beneficial of the opposing side. 
Um, I, I thought uh, it, what made me kind of think of this is uh, you guys heard about we, we should have put this in headlines. Terrell Owens refusing to go to the uh, his Hall of Fame induction because mm-hmm. he's like two years later than he thought he should be. Mm-hmm. And I just saw a video online yesterday where he's 44 years old and still runs a four four three forty. He ran like faster than any other wide receiver in wow. the league. Yeah, or I mean, in, he's, not in the league in the in the draft in last the, year. In the draft last year, yeah, he's yeah. just a physical freak. And I was talking to one of my buddies about how talented T.O. is. And yeah, but he he's a prima donna. I never had any time for T.O. I hated T.O. And I thought, you know, it's interesting that, and I've been accused of this a lot, and maybe it's fairly accurate. You uh, got your narrative for LeBron, mm-hmm. but I I've never I've always mm-hmm. tried not to criticize LeBron in terms of his talent or ability. I just don't like him as a player. I don't like I don't like his style of player, coach, manager, owner kind of thing, but uh, I really do think there's a there's a real blatant parallel now and, uh, between politics and sports, where it's just a two-sided competition, winner take all. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear. I think there's not much to... Uh, that's it? We're done? Yeah. That's it? We did sports? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's... You get your narrative, you have your rival, and... You almost have you, to have an enemy now in yeah, politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nate, what were you saying? Uh, I think it's um, apparent in how both sides tend to go with tactical decisions over kind of like decisions of conscience. Right. And I, I really don't think that um, Trump, I guess he doesn't care either way, but I think Trump is doing this whole uh, separating the kids at the border thing as a ta- more of a tactical move than, than him thinking that it's like the right thing to do. He's like, okay, if I do this, then that pushes the Democrats to give in on my immigration right. wants so that they can hurry and pass a bill to get rid of this heinous thing that I'm doing. And so it has less to do with kind of working out of your, your moral conscience and it has more to do with what what kind of tactical move can I make to get the other side to play ball with me? Right. I totally agree. Yeah, I, I, I've compared this whole uh, immigration thing to, you know, like a mobster mentality or the ambivalent, you know, drug dealer, that it's the guy that mm-hmm. controls the neighborhood. He's selling drugs to uh, people that he realizes ultimately have a very real possibility of ruining their lives or killing them or ruining Mm -hmm. their family lives. But then he's the same guy that, you know, throws neighborhood barbecues or picks the kids up and takes Mm -hmm. the neighborhood or buys ice cream for the neighborhood kids or starts an after school program. I mean, it's that kind of almost bait and switch, uh, uh, mentality with that, but I I, I I think your point is a good one in terms of a, a tactical thing, and that and that helps the parallel with with the sports. It's like you know how are we going to play these guys? Yeah. You know, Golden State. How are you going to play Golden State? You know they're going to shoot forty five threes, so you know we're going to mm-hmm. change our defense and try to shut down the three, but we'll give up the inside ball. You know we'll give up the layup yeah. or the dunk or the post play as just as long as they're not firing off threes all the time. 
Yeah, but instead of post plays and threes, we're talking about you know children and exactly. innocent people <laughs> uh, being in cages in old WalMarts. Right. You know. Right. That don't pass fire inspections. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just tactics to him. That's that's what's even more egregious is not that he wishes those kids were separated, but that he he's ambivalent to their separation as long as he gets the win, um, gets what he wants. I mean, the the most. What is it? Is it was that C.S. Lewis that says uh, the worst kind of evil is the, you know, the, um, the the kind of like the ambivalent mm-hmm. kind, you know, the dispassionate kind of evil. Right. Where you just don't care. Right. I, I, I just found it so interesting how far people are willing to go in terms of some people I've even seen trying to justify what they're doing at the border you know, to other Mm -hmm. people that are just kind of, you know, taking what I would consider is the easy way out. Well, well, I mean, they they know that their kids are going to get taken away, so don't come here with your kids kind of thing. Like, you know, they knew Mm -hmm. what was coming, so that's what you get, you know, kind of thing. I love those arguments. Isn't that great? great? Yeah, Yeah. because if I was walking 3,000 miles from Honduras... I know I'd be stopping all the time and checking my smartphone in the jungle yeah, to it, see what the immigration policies of the United States when are. When it takes a month to get here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, but it, I, I think a lot of people's colors have really shown during this, and it, it does. It just reminds me of sports, of how people are so hardline now. Hardline now. I mean, there's – and I think about it personally. There's no way I'm ever going to be a Patriots fan. Even when Tom Brady is gone mm. or dead or Belichick's gone, I mean, no way. I'm never going to root for the Pats. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when it comes to politics, when it comes to actual people, when it comes to living and functioning within a society and within smaller communities, that kind of cut-and-dry, black-and-white dualism, that doesn't work, man. This is real life. There's nuance to this. There's... There's relation, relationality. There's all kinds of things going on. But I, I just think that today it's pick a team. Are you red or are you blue? Mm-hmm. I don't hear any dissent, so I guess I nailed that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Should I say? When you, yeah. when you got it, you got it, yeah. man. Well, there you go. It is. It's interesting, though. But, you know, I was just thinking today about about some of that and I have arguments with buddies or conversations and it's it just seems and and that's easy too right it's easy to hate a team or to hate a politician or hate a political mm-hmm. idea that's easy but what you can't get a lot of and this goes for you know most things in my experience is what you can't get a lot of is any kind of explanation for why or any kind of logical justification for why you have that standpoint and I think it, it's more emotional with politics because I think so much of it is based on fear and power versus in sports. I'm not afraid of the Patriots, but right, I think a, a lot of people are afraid of these alleged droves of immigrants that are coming or, or you know, whatever you want to talk about. People are afraid of climate change or afraid of the government taking over and taking their guns or, you know, I mean, it, it's fear baiting and it's all that. So it, it definitely has a greater impact and a greater, uh, um, I don't even know the word that I'm trying to think of, but I mean, it, it, effect uh, on people's day to days than 
sports, mm-hmm. but I think that that's the that's kind of the lens that politics is being interpreted in now. I mean, I had a lot of people. They want to vote. I know a lot of people that want to vote for winners. They don't want to vote for people mm-hmm. that have similar ideas or or similar worldviews. So I just think that's it's, it's it, kind of interesting. It's interesting how it it, uh, it the the rise of of being able to kind of stay within your your own um, clan. Right. Uh, has taken a similar trajectory in sports, too, is mm-hmm. that I can be a Bengals fan uh, in Colorado now because it, it's such that I can buy packages to, to root for them, and, and I can fill my Facebook feed with people that used to live in Ohio, and we were all, like, rooting for the Bengals together. Whereas, you know, before, when you got disconnected from a community, you had to embed yourself Right. In another community. Now I don't have to do that. I can stay a Bengals fan out here. And likewise, um, we don't have to embed ourselves in the community that we're in anymore. Right. Deal with the people that have different voices. We can just uh, coalesce online and, and have our fan clubs uh, where we can talk to the people that just relate to us like uh, other Bengals fans. Yeah, you're, you can find but, the echo chamber. But Nate... You don't. Yeah. You don't have to be a Bengals fan. <laughs> like you got out. <laughs> you did it, man. Yeah. You did what every Bengals and fan. And AJ McCarron's gone now. So what's the point? You dude? can. You don't have to be a Bengals fan anymore. <laughs> you can do it. You got out. You're living but the dream. What's his, you are not in Ohio. But in Nate's in in, in Nate's <laughs> I uh, you know uh, example, what's the alternative? A Broncos fan. No, I mean, thank you. Uh, there was oh. some recent, <laughs> right? True, especially last year. But there was some recent success. Well, so, yeah. yeah. Or you know, pick a different team. Yeah, like the Raiders. They're close enough. <laughs> they will be even Why closer. Why don't I just pick one from every division and just there see, you go? See? Yeah. Now you're making a whole lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, I could pull up a list and give you my favorite Congress people and senators from each state. <laughs> <laughs> well, the senators won't be too difficult. There's right. only yeah. two to choose from. Right. Congress might get a little yeah, more it's difficult. It's going to get a little, yeah. little bit tricky there. Well, it's a good point. I don't think anybody here disagrees with you, and yeah. definitely Nate. To your, I agree with you that the filter bubble is strong now. You can just that's a good observation. Read the, read the blogs you want, social media. Yeah, yeah, never have to actually embed yourself yeah. in your in your new community. You can just continue on with this virtual community that reinforces everything you already think and believe. Well, and the pro- no prolifer- matter how unfortunate that is yeah. in the Bengals situation and the proliferation mm-hmm. of inf- information <laughs> in a post fact world, you know, I mean, you can find mm-hmm. any information you want that's going to uh, solidify your view whatever that may be. Um, Man, these are the hot sports takes that people tune in for, I tell you that. Well, it, it's we're a minute 15 in. No one's no listening, one's listening. Yeah, <laughs> by now. They're like, oh, another World Cup episode? Cool. Yeah. You got my download. <laughs> yeah. Aww. I turned it on. You got my download. Take my Casper yeah. mattress money. Or take <laughs> your Casper mattress money. And be gone with you. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anything else on this topic? Or any topic. What do you what do you are oh. you do, are you straight World Cup now, Nate? Have you done nothing, watched nothing but World Cup this week? I would imagine so. I watched the US Open. Oh. Hey, that was should have been another headline. We can talk about what was this I hear about Phil Mickelson oh, chasing amazing. down it a was, missed putt and hitting great. it again. It was an amazing what? He, the There's co- no way he did the calculation that quickly. The course is terrible. It was to just realize like, that 
I mean, he lost five strokes when he could have maybe got it back in in three, right? He was so far out of it at that point. It was a protest. It was protest, okay. exactly. It was okay. it was a protest. I, I'm all about say that. this is this this course is so bad. Yeah, I watched on. This is the biggest first world problem. We have millionaires complaining <laughs> right. about grass, grass and holes and, <laughs> yeah. and divots and yeah. I watched maybe 20, 30 minutes of it. Uh, one of my friends, she's a big golfer. She was telling me about it, but it was like. On Saturday when I was watching it, the leader at the end of the day was like two or three over? Two over. Two, I mean... Or one over, well, one uh, over won it. He oh, was, one over won it. This yeah. was yeah. Saturday that I watched, well, so I didn't watch the end. But I was just amazed like everybody was, was over. was bad day. Where was that course? Shinnecock. That's in the Hamptons. Like Long Island Hamptons? Not... Yeah. Um, what what happened was is that they lost the course. Basically, it um, dried out too quickly on them on uh, Saturday. Well, I the saw winds, them hosing it the down. kicked up. Yeah. Well, see, that's what happened was that they had gotten some rain, and so they decided not to water. But then on Saturday, they got... Um, more sun than they expected and more wind than they expected and the problem is the wind dries out the um dries out the the greens and basically for the u.s open a lot of times they'll 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 just shave all around the green right and so it's really cut low around the green and so these are like basically trying to hit a golf ball on top of an upside down frying pan right and so they roll off all the time and it and if you have a lot of wind and, and too there. dry, then you can exactly yeah. then you can put the ball off the green too, which is what was happening on um, Saturday, and that was what was going to happen to um, Phil Mickelson's ball is that he missed, but it was a downhill putt. That ball was going to go off the front of the green, and he was going to have a chip. Yeah, and so yeah, I think in protest and frustration, frustration, he just hit it before it stopped because it wasn't going to stop. It was going to go all the way right. down I and see. off the green. He's like, I'm 45 years old. I'm not walking. I got. I'm not walking up the yeah. up and down the hill. <laughs> yeah, like it was a Saturday yeah. golfing with your buddies, like goofing around. That was a good. That was a. Yeah. That was a great a goof. Okay. I like it. I, I'm <laughs> gonna have giggles. to go back and watch yeah. the video of it because I missed it, but. So. That was an interesting they watered interesting it. detail. They watered it on, on Saturday night, and so one under won it, which was no. three under for the day for, for Brooks Kepka. Or I'm sorry, one over, over won, won it, it yeah. which is three under for the day. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And for Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka won it, so he's back to back US Open champion. Wow. So pretty that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I think what Phil did. I mean that's completely fine if you're if you know you're out of it and you want to make a statement. Well, and you feel Mickelson, and you're frustrated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you just do that. Do something like that. It makes sense to me. And these are they're athletes. Sure, they should play by the rules. Yes, but they're they're game players. They're they're people too. Are they? Mm -hmm. They're millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Whatever percent? Well, three and fifths. He can do what he wants. He's not playing for a team. Right. He's right. Playing for himself. Right. right. Screw right. it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Good on him. Good on you, Phil. Yeah. See, I thought of yeah. two good headlines after we did headlines, but yeah. Why well, have we roll? <laughs> I have one more thing now that we're an hour and twenty minutes in. Okay. The Puma um, shoe has been released. Oh. The, uh, just now. Clyde's Court. While yeah, we've been talking. A couple hours ago. Okay. It's terrible. 
Oh, that's it. That's my. That's all I got. That's my. What, uh, that's which my analysis. Puma shoe are we talking about? The uh, the uh, soccer one? Basketball. Puma basketball. Oh, Puma. Or sorry, yeah, yeah, basketball. So Clyde's Court is what it's called. It's a. It's a. We'll Clyde Drexler. Yeah, Clyde the Glide Drexler. No, not, uh, no, it wasn't. Dream Teamer. Yeah, he was a dream <laughs> yep. teamer, not Isaiah Thomas. No. Uh, I had the card from McDonald's, the baseball card from McDonald's. Did you collect those? Yeah, I collected the cups. I, I was uh, in my parents' basement two or three years ago, like, cleaning out all my old crap from childhood, and mm-hmm. I had, like, 12 <laughs> Dream Team plastic McDonald's cups, and it was, like, Chris Smolin, Clyde the Glide Drexler, and I was like, oh, dude. I looked them up on eBay. They were worthless. So here's the shoe, <laughs> the Puma, the Clyde Court. We'll share this on our social media. Clyde Frazier. Here's Rowdy's. Uh, Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm acting like I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. No, we'll edit it you It was convincing. In. I we'll thought, oh, he must be Googling it, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so it's pretty terrible. It's like uh, got the real thick sole, uh, real cushioned. It almost looks like it's translucent, and it's got some, like... It's orange and yellow. Styrofoam in there. It's orange it's and yellow. The other sole. color isn't much better. Uh, and then it's got that knit top. How much these things run? 120. So oh, not, that's not yeah, terrible. Yeah, not terrible. Um, but they have... Uh, Marvin Bagley the third. I like me a knit top. Yeah, yeah, gotta be the knit top, which is like the LeBron shoe apparently. It breathes. It, it breathes. You gotta yeah. let it breathe. Yeah, that's what uh, Tijuana Smiles first hit's gonna be. <laughs> you gotta let it breathe. You gotta let it breathe. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's Marvin Bagley Jr. Uh, or Marvin Bagley the third. Uh, DeAndre Ayton and uh, Michael Porter Jr. are all signed to Puma. Now, so they're coming back. They're coming back in hot. Interesting. Yeah, but that is a bad. Maybe I'm just too old. That's a bad shoe. Well, there, I th- a lot of these shoes are insane. I think anymore. But I, I wear the exact same kind of shoe. I just I have a uniform, so I just buy new ones like every six or eight months of the same type of shoe, but in a different color. Yeah. It's brand loyalty. Yeah. Mm. I have like. Ten pairs of Saucony Jazz in in different in different colors, <laughs> yeah, and different. Uh, I like that. Yeah, right now I have my timeline. right now I have my vegan ones on. They're mm. all vegan. This is boring. They're great. Nate, what does your sports week look like? <laughs> <laughs> Just World Cup, wall to wall World Cup. Yeah, I think everything has uh, faded away with the U.S. Open being done, and uh, I'm looking forward to that Croatia Argentina game. I don't okay. know what day that is, but I'll keep uh, an eye on that. And uh, continuing to follow Mexico and uh, the Germany group. Right on. Reed, what do you got? Uh, I am going to watch some World Cup, but mm-hmm. I would be remiss if I didn't send out a very happy birthday to Tatertron Robodocker the third. That's right. Whose birthday is today, and he's off gallivanting with his lovely bride in Copenhagen for. It's their anniversary nice. and his birthday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this, this whole time I thought he was on a work trip, and then I saw on Instagram that he was off with Heather in Copenhagen. I was like, oh, that's that's cool. That's nice. Yeah. That was nice. Although that played... Kierkegaard. A, that, yeah, there Hans you go. Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very nice. See? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Princess Catherine. Are we just whatever. yelling out people from Denmark at this yeah. point? Okay. Yeah. Hans Mr. Chris, Mr. Hans Belvedere. Dip. Hans Christian Andersen. I don't know if he's from that. <laughs> <I'm like. laughs> 
<laughs> oh man. Uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, Dane. Yeah, I think she might be. She was a Dane. Uh, was she? Mm-hmm. All right. What do you think that was? That picture Rowdy texted us earlier. Was that like pickled herring? I think it was fish. Yeah, some kind of Whoa. fish. Yeah. So happy birthday, Rowdy. Ludfisk. It oh, could be yeah. Ludfisk. I thought she's actually pretty good. Is it? Yeah. That uh, sounds made up. That it's good or yeah. that it's a that, thing? No, I know it's real, <laughs> but that it's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, but he looks like he's having a blast. Yeah, happy birthday, Rowdy. Yeah. 29 uh, years old. 29 forever. No, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Been married 10 years, got two kids, 29. America. <laughs> he sounds like he's 14 on the pod. Oh, ouch. We're still <laughs> recording. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Anything sorry, else? Ready. Happy birthday. Uh, no, I'm not going to do Oh, I'm getting my parking lot redone this weekend at the shop, so I have 20 ton of gravel in, uh, in my parking lot right now. Mm. Number eights, if any of you guys are rock nerds out there. Got a load of number eights dropped today. Oh, date. I like me a number eight. Triaxle mm-hmm. load, to yeah. be specific. Triaxle. Tw- I spray painted a big blue X. And I left to go run some errands and came back. And guy nailed it right. Wiley Coyote the right there. On now the he X. did put like huge <laughs> dually divots in my yard, but beggars like, can't be choosers. He's like, this he gave me a covered. yard job with a twenty-ton dump truck, but <laughs> hey, whatever. Yeah, it's cool. Well, right on. So hopefully that'll solve my water problems. I know this is riveting for everyone, yeah. but this is my life. If I didn't have to, <laughs> if I didn't have to do the outro, I'd have turned this off already. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm gonna try and catch up on the World Cup. I don't have much else going on this weekend. We got a block party, uh, literally uh, on my block. Uh, they're closing my street in front of my house. So I guess that means nice. I have to attend. You could protest. Or you got to chip in on that? Yeah. Yeah. You got to bring a covered dish? Financial uh, obligation? Yeah. Here? I got to bring a hot dish. Oh. A hot dish and a bag mm-hmm. of chips. Oh. Maybe a, some sort of like collapsible gazebo or whatever those things are called. Bounce house? I might just stand out on my porch mm-hmm. and, you know, get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, we'll have the hose out, just yeah. spraying people. <laughs> Do you know how long it's taken me to grow that clover like yeah. that? Get off my it lawn. It is full-on clover season <laughs> in central Indiana. Hey, guys, let's not. No question. <laughs> I don't want to. We've the, talked about and, rocks. I'm not going to talk about grass. I don't want to talk about grass. I don't want to talk about grass. That's it. We did it. We did sports. Among other things. Uh, very. <laughs> yes, we did. We've covered the gamut. Episode 43. As always, I want to thank our production guru, Mikey Jet Belly Music, for the mics and the sage advice, and the commissioner, Brandon Casburn, as well as Nate, our very special guest, uh, bringing us World Cup coverage wall to wall. Uh, Nate, your podcast. You yes. want to tell us a little bit about it as we I go do. out? Yeah, that of the of the people that are listening, go over and listen to the radio cure. We did maps and atlases uh, this week. Nice. Uh, it's about 30, 35 minute long. You get a little bit of the band. You get a little vulgar humor. Uh, it's a good time. So maps and atlases, a little math rock. Next week we got snail mail. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Looking forward to that. She's yeah. a, she's a real hot artist right now. And it's one third of the length mm-hmm. of this indie pod. rock prodigy. You know her, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm nice. familiar. Uh, I'm not uh, real keen on how you just uh, gave that little uh, underhanded uh, time dig. Time, time dig there. <laughs> it's only 35 minutes. <laughs> we both. It's only 35 minutes. The co-host nice lives tight. in an apartment, so he won't talk about gravel or grass. <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't have hey, to worry man. about that yeah. on our podcast. He just talks about high rent and, and PBR diesels from the bodega. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, right on. Thank you. Radio Cure. We'll, we, I'm a listener. I enjoy it. I'm yeah. an avid listener. Yeah. So we'll do that. If, if you like you. our show, if you're still with us, and Not like our show, head over to Facebook and give us a big thumbs up or share it on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram at sports, sports, sports pod. Email us at sports, sports, sports pod at gmail.com and Twitter at sports X three pod with any questions, headlines or topics you want to discuss. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Stitcher and Google Play. And while you're there, you can subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday, whether you like it or not, <laughs> where we will ask, how about some sports? How about it? Thank you.